good good morning and uh welcome to revelation hour welcome to another show another day another week i hope you're well good morning mars good morning jean-marc she's trying not to talk too loud because she's gonna be a bass at the moment you know so she doesn't want to feel like too bassy that's okay you can talk good morning good morning that's too bassy that's <laughs> too really bassy joking. good uh, morning good morning morning everyone i hope you're well um Welcome again for joining us to uh, a, new, a new episode of Revelation Hour. Um, interesting week we had. Uh, last week we apologized for the disruption that occurred in terms of the um, internet. Uh, in that sense, we have a bit of a problem there, but uh, hopefully we won't have any problem. It's quite interesting. Every time we uh, speak um, about revelation in itself then we seem to have a few issues but never mind never mind we we continue but why don't we open up in prayer and then just uh, hand over this to our lord jesus as you know we can't do this show without him guiding us so yeah let's pray father we just truly thank you for today we thank you father for the fact that it's a new day and that your mercies are new every morning Great is your faithfulness, Father. Great is your faithfulness. So, Father, we give you thanks for your faithfulness. We give you thanks for your love towards us. We give you thanks, Father, for it truly is a wonderful and new day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in this day. So, Father, we commit the show over to you. We pray, Father, that you will put the words in our mouths. And, Father, that you will have your way for everyone who's listening we just pray that you will speak to their hearts in the way that only you can. Father, through the things that they hear, the, the different scriptures that come and the different revelations that we receive whilst we are listening and speaking. Father, we pray that we will put them into use in the way that you want us, practically into use the way that you want us to utilize them. So, Father, we commit everyone into your hands. We just pray, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you again. As I said, welcome back to uh, to our show. Um, you can contact us. You know, those are the, the platform you can. Those who are watching on, on YouTube, uh, Facebook, or even those who are Zoom, um, we, you can contact us. Uh, very simple. Twitter. We, we have a tweet, so we only need tweets when the show is live. Not really tweeting uh, uh, as much um, while we're live, but uh, we're tweeting from time to time. Uh, we have a WhatsApp as well, so if you want to contact us via WhatsApp, you know, share comments, videos, ideas, you know, topics that you would like us to cover, please uh, do so. And if you're not part of our WhatsApp group and you would like to be part of our WhatsApp group, um, send us an email at info at revelationhour.co.uk or if you coming through a friend or somebody was already part of the WhatsApp group, just let us know. And uh, we will add you in. Um, you can also access our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes Connect, iTunes Podcast. I don't even know how it's called now these days. Or you can access it via our website at www.revelationhour.co.uk. So yeah, I think we uh, we've done with all this, isn't it? Is it? Did I forget? Did, did I for, forget anything? No. I don't think so. No? Okay. Seems very cool. I'm just wondering whether I should actually switch that microphone again for you. You know, you don't want to talk a bit louder. You don't have That's to. That's fine. Yeah, I'm you don't have okay. to be that close. Yeah, you're okay, yeah? 
that's good that's good all right so let's get it to uh, our latest news and see w what's happening there um i'm just went through the the world news first of all and uh, just to really kind of have an idea and then just uh really mass which one would you like to pick here um i know there's not there's too much couple. today uh, which one there's a couple so the first one and the second one the europe largest lethean denomination this one yeah okay so let's click on that one so so the church of sweden the largest lethean denomination in europe has announced that the church could be described as trans as the church is made of people and because they are trans individuals who attend and serve in a congregation. Hmm. That's interesting. In open letter titled Personal Letter to Who, Who Are Trans, the church condemned the trans excluding feminism, feminism sorry, that some right-wing groups and right-wing populists used to diminish the right of those who identify as transgender. What's your take on it? What does the Bible say about this stuff? Well, that's what I'm asking you. What's your take on it? Um, if it's not in line with God's word, then, you know, it's, it's not in line with God's word. So I think we're seeing this a lot more, a lot more. Um, and the Bible speaks that in these times we would see a lot more of these things. Um, and it, it, we were saying, it's interesting because remember, I don't know how many years ago we said that there would be a spirit of deception that would yeah. be released. Yeah. Um, you, you, you said that, you said there was a spirit of deception that had been released. You mm -hmm. didn't say there would be, there had been. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting that now we're seeing so many things. It's almost like people's, eyes are closed you know like when when um when saul had the scales removed from his eyes yeah you know it, it's just like there are scales we know that there are scales on people's eyes generally but now it's it's almost like the scales are on people's eyes who you wouldn't expect to be on their eyes mm -hmm. <laughs> um interesting that's uh, true so it's uh yeah I, I we just we just need to continue to pray uh, really pray for us as a people, all of us, mm -hmm. um, that we're not deceived. Yeah, that's that's what the what Paul was saying in the in the. Um, he said when he was saying he said you know that we we ought, that's one of the things that we ought to really guard ourselves against and watch against is this that spirit of deception. Mm. You know, and we're seeing it more and more, more and more. So this again is. I just wanted to highlight it because it's yet another thing that we're seeing um, in terms of this spirit of deception coming into the house, um, into the house of God mm. in the midst of his people. Mm. You know, That's interesting. It's a very quite interesting uh, what you said and I, I completely agree with you. And, and, and I think it, it really kind of points towards really uh this 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 end time scenario that we, where it's not mm. a scenario it's a prophecy that we're seeing um week in week out, playing out. and playing out now and 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 just, you know one one thing that the lord has spoken to me about two weeks ago as as i was meditating on, on the whole aspect of of season and, and so on he said to me we are closer we're sorry we're closer than you think and I think sometimes when we read the prophecy of Daniel and 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 obviously the book of John Revelation, we're going to look into it uh, and be more detailed today. We always gotta have this 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 thinking process that 
it's maybe 30 years 40 years and maybe it's for the you know our children's generation or maybe our grandchildren's generation however the way things has accelerated over the last few years make us think that we are definitely closer and 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 we've got to begin to be watchful really you know and and not only watchful in a sense of looking at what's going on out there but also be watchful at how as people of god we conduct ourselves so we don't get deceived because listen those guys uh, believe god and 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 they may have a wonderful ministry a wonderful start you know but uh, that can happen to anyone if you read the word of god and you interpret it without really having the holy spirit giving you the 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 truth and the revelation if that word doesn't become rhema to you and you read it as a logos word and and you can listen when you say god is love you know it it, it can be this is where it's all coming yeah exactly that can from this scripture absolutely that that, you know god is love and you know he loves all and jesus came for all and that's true and that that is the truth that is the truth very true but when we begin to manipulate things um, to suit our ends and it's not in line with the rest of God's word because mm. we can't just take one scripture in context and not actually um, look at the rest of what the word says. Mm. Do, do you see? So it's one of these things. It's just like we take something in context and we actually just keep it and we just quote that. Mm. Um, it's, we need to be very very um studious um you know we ought to be very studious of the word mm. i always talk about being like the bereans we need to be and know the times and seasons that mm. we're in mm-hmm. interesting so the next one was the um middle one the charity call on christian to mm-hmm. walk together to mm. end cycle of hunger and poverty mm. okay so on work under there they are renewed call for christians around the globe to walk towards breaking the cycle of hunger and poverty what did you pick the article mass because it's quite interesting that they're calling upon the church um, again in this stage to actually break the cycle of hunger and poverty when they say there are mountains of food mm. in in particular countries and if the food was just shared amongst the world, then there would be no world hunger. And, yeah. and people have, you know, politicians have said that before. You have different people who have come up and said it. And it's interesting that now they are calling upon not countries but they're calling upon christian charities are mm. called upon christians to work together to end the cycle of hunger and poverty which mm-hmm. i find is quite an interesting and also a challenging thing for us as christians because mm. if charities are calling upon us to be able to do that you know to work together to do that yeah um i think it's it's actually an opportunity for the gospel Mm. it's an opportunity for the gospel to be spread we're talking about the you know because people could, you know i could look at it and say yeah well there's the food all over the, the mountains of food all over the place why is that just not shared mm-hmm. which people have said but when we look at it it's an opportunity for us to be able to take the gospel mm. <laughs> you know um because we've been saying that doors have been closing mm. in that respect that we're not able to go into countries as we used to mm. but when you look back in times of old when you look at the people who actually took the gospel around the world they and even in this country in the east end for example they were people who built schools mm. they were people who built hospitals the, the the christian charities were the ones who were the ones who actually went to the poor mm-hmm. and actually helped them mm. so again it's something where and it's when you look at the word 
this is the the Bible very much speaks about God having a heart for the ones who are poor, the poor, mm. um, the poor, the widows. You know, these are the ones. So if if we are actually, you know, Christian charities are saying we're calling upon Christians to work together to end the cycle of anger, hunger, sorry, and poverty. It's an opportunity. I mm. see it. For me, straight away, my eyes lit up because I'm thinking this is a great opportunity mm. um, for us as Christians to be able to go into those countries which were closing their doors on Christians. Do you see? Because mm. there's been a lot of, of doors that have been closing. People saying they don't want Christians in the country anymore. They don't want people bringing the gospel. Of course, you know, you, you have to be wise, <laughs> you know, as we're taking things in. But if they're saying they want charities are calling upon Christians at least they know that mm. those charities that are coming in to help you are Christian charities mm. do you see yeah absolutely this is a very interesting um yeah very important point here um so I guess you know we shall, we shall stop now isn't it mm. um, yeah I think we we've done we we didn't use but th- those are things that they're relevant um they're relevant for us and and I think it's good for us to uh to hear them Mm-hmm. It's good for us to to hear them. So those were the the news, and then let's just go back to the basically our news, or what we're going to be talking about now. So listen, um, we, we we talked about this all the time, and and we still mention it about the way the world is being built um, today for the arrival of the Antichrist, and and I think sometimes when I say that. It looks like so far ahead. We, we looks like it's at time. It looks like it's unreal because it doesn't look like it's gonna happen in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But when we see what's taking place in the world right now, and and most importantly, the way things has been put it together, and and it's kind of culminating because I always so the antichrist people always saw the antichrist and they refer this this revelation 13 you know he would force people to wear the markets on but there's so much more to that than just him imposing his ways into a whole world is is the fact that before you get to that point there's a lot of things that he's going to do that's going to push the world to look at him as a real savior as somebody who actually know his thing somebody who actually can can de- i mean we were talking two weeks ago. We were having a conversation about the, the, we're talking about the, the conflict of Israel and and Palestine, and 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 then we have somebody uh, from Israel who just actually left Israel just before things really kicked in. Um, obviously, now they're not really talking; doesn't really make the news anymore as much. But things are still taking place over there. But those aspects of war and and conflict in Israel and in the Middle East. Um, in, in 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 the Middle East, actually, has been there for years, and and no one has been able to actually be able to to bring peace. They they tried. I mean, everybody's tried, and and to be honest, I would say this is one of the ultimate for a president, especially in United States, but most of president to actually if they can come in and they can bring a peace between the Middle East, then. You, you, you pretty much in a, from a political area you look pr- like you're the don you know, yeah you're <laughs> the don exactly you are yeah. the don because be like, yeah, nobody's done. been able to do it mm. and that's what's going to happen when he comes to the scene he's going to come and he's going to bring a treaty 
seven years. Listen, conflict, this is a peace treaty, a proper peace treaty between Israel and the Middle East. And it would it just basically there would be peace. And as, as a matter of fact, it will be peace all over the world. And as we look into our, our topics today, the seals, we're going to understand the dynamic of, of world, the, the world that we live in now, right now. You know, we, we're talking about vaccines and we, we're talking about how people, you know, happy to take whatever is needed to be able to go back to some kind of normality. You know, they're talking about the new normal, but people want to go back to, to normality. This guy will be able to do it. It will be able to bring back the world in some form of normality. Because right now, the world that we're living in is changing. It's currently constantly changing and it's constantly challenging. You know, If it is not uh, in your finances, it is your health. If it is not in your health, it is spiritual. If it is, it's constantly challenging. Everybody's been challenged. You know, mentally, mentally, physically, physically spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, really interesting. But everything that's taking place now is for him. So when he come, he will come and fix everything. But for us, it's very important that we stay focused on the kingdom of God and principally knowing our scriptures, knowing who our enemy is. Found in First Peter five eight and Second Corinthians two eleven, as well as knowing the word of God. This, you know, it's so key for us to know the word of God, especially in the season that we're in at the moment, you know. Because last thing that we want, and you talked about early on about deception, you know, the aspect of deception. And that's exactly what it is at the moment. People are being deceived, you know. And because they've been deceived, the interpretation of the scriptures is very, very different in that sense. But for us, we've got to know the word. He said, the entrance of your words give light. It give understanding to the simple. So even the simple can understand the word when there's light shining on that word as well. Be diligent to preserve yourself. Approve to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that is very key for us in this season. And really, that just really went um, to really push us to begin to talk uh, again we we felt you know we've done a big season on the um, I would say on the um, on the big players and we will continue eventually as as we go along but we just sense in our spirit that we need to go into the word of God we need to look into the Bible and principally the Book of Revelation you know and to give a bit of the of the, of the context of uh, of this situation here now AD ninety six this is where it all starts. AD, well, it's not all start there, but AD 96, you got to think about it, is 96 years that Jesus has, you know, Jesus has come walk on this earth and then obviously left. And we're AD 96 in that sense. So Jesus left some 50, 60 years ago, whatever, you know, and he left his mandate, Matthew 28, you know, go therefore, make disciples of all nations. Yeah. So he, left the great commission and the peters the the the, the paul the the the, um, the mark the luke all of them they they're out there and they're doing what they're doing and john is one of them is 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 you know is at the time is the leaders of the church and in the run that time but what we got to understand is that christian when they were they were being persecuted you know why because they refused to compromise and they refused to worship other gods 
and it's a very interesting and and we've got to be aware of it you know these things taking place even today you know we look to places in africa places in asia people getting persecuted you know because they would not compromise on the word of god they would not compromise on jesus so that was a really really bad time in those and it would the spread of persecution was extremely heavy uh, for those who remember that's been following us for a while and and be listening to um our study on the seven letters to the seven churches you know the especially the church of smyrna really depict really this this wave of persecution towards christian in that sense so unfortunately those christians were being persecuted and they were being i mean some of the stories Christian, they were fed to lions. Some of them, some of them were torched. Some of them were burned alive. Some of them were boiled to death. Some of them were wrapped in animal skin and fed to the wolves. I mean, Rome would even crucify mothers and drawn babies around the neck. Mm. And that this is how bad it was for Christian to be a Christian in those days. I mean, you couldn't just go say I'm a Christian and then just be alive in that sense unless you deny Christ and accept the other gods um, that Rome was worshipping at the time. So we had millions of Christians, you know, in the faith. They were martyred. They were killed for Christ. And at the time, John, as I mentioned, he was the leader of this church. And they tried to bold him. <laughs> I mean, they tried. How many times they tried to kill this guy? He would not die. So they tried to bold him. They tried to kill him. He will not die at all. So what he did, basically, they exiled him in the rocky island of Patmos. And that's where God spoke to him. Now, this island of Patmos, you know, people know island. They're thinking this is like a, what was it, what's this title of this uh, um, thing that people are watching sometimes? Love Island? Love island. Do you think this is, lo- this is that, that's not Love Island there. This is the really, really a rocky place, uh, a place when there's, there's not the best fruit or so on. It's, it's bad. It's a real place because that's the only place that they, they needed to get him out of, of uh, the region so he could stop talking, he could stop sharing. And it's through that time in Patmos that God spoke to him. And that is very interesting. And we've got to understand John is nearly 100 years. Yeah. And in that place of loneliness, God speaks to him. And, you know, but you know we, we, we've got to know sometimes we, we all have those moments you know i would say those i would call those patmos moments when we're alone when god speaks to us mm-hmm. you know during those time you yeah, know that's a nice thing to say patmos moments yeah it is it yeah. is it's those patmos moments and mm-hmm. you know when god can really speak to us and mm-hmm. and and in in those time this is where god you know in patmos you know god gave john mm-hmm. the revelation of jesus christ which for those again who follow us revelation mainly unveiling the uncovering of something which is hidden and truly what we're talking about the book of revelation is not only about prophecy it's actually about the revelation of our lord jesus christ so god revealed jesus christ to uh, john in that time so when we look at the book of revelation it's a very simple uh, outline here that we we, we can actually uh, describe it for, for those who actually want to to study and understand uh, what's the outline of this book you know, chapter one really is described the vision of Jesus. I put here the lamb because the lamb is Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. 
but it's the vision of Jesus. What what is it? Is it in chapter one? John see Jesus, and if you look in the book of chapter one, you will see so many description of, of Jesus. You know the the you know, the, the one the blazing mm. eyes and the, the the two two um two edged sword, double edged sword. You know there's so many description. I mean I can really some of mm. some of it now. You know in the book of Revelation chapter one, and it says this really when we look at it. Um, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom of patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So he explained the reason why he was there. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega. So that's one of the description. Mm. The first and the last. What you see right on the book is sent to the seven churches. And then he goes on and he can see he can see what he see having turned i saw seven golden lampstands and in the midst of the seven lampstands one like the son of man clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band his head and hair were white like wool and as white as as snow mm. and his eyes like a flame of fire wow. his feet were like fine brass mm. as if refined in a furnace and his voice as the son of many water he had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth when a sharp to edge sword and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength and when i saw him i felt i fell at his feet mm. as dead you see a very very interesting description of, of jesus christ in, in in chapter one here as, as we look into it so in looking at the revelation outline vision first of all we see vision of the lamb vision of jesus then as we go to the um chapter two and chapter three things that we looked in detail those are the letters you know letters that jesus sent to seven churches mm. in asia minor so to really recap very quickly those seven letters were sent as a way of you know telling the church what they're doing right or what they're doing wrong and to repent and how they can fix the issues now in those seven letters those seven churches there were actually two churches that jesus has nothing wrong to send with them that was a church in smyrna which was a persecuted church and that was the church of philadelphia which was the missionary church in that sense and then there was one church when he has nothing right to say about this church which was the uh, apostate church which is a church of Laodicea. so when you look on our podcast we will see we will detail all the seven letters to seven churches so G- he saw jesus he saw the letters sent to the seven churches then in chapter four and chapter five which is very good this is where you see heaven you know it's a really great description of heaven in that sense so if you want to know how heaven looks like then go read the chapter four and chapter five because you now you see the glory of the lamb but you also see heaven so you see the, this this moment where they got the scroll here and they're asking they're looking in heaven say who is worthy to open the scroll and obviously no one was worthy to open the scroll except jesus you know so jesus come open the scroll which lead to chapter 6 to chapter 19 which is the tribulation in that sense and then at the end of tribulation jesus returned with the saints and defeat the antichrist and put satan you know lock him out for a thousand years and that's the reign of the lamb chapter 20 20 to 22 and we see the 1000 year the, the, the 1000 million the millennium kingdom which is a 1000 year physical 1000 year before satan is released again to deceive the nation and then it will be completely destroyed and this is what we see a new heaven a new earth and a new jerusalem coming in and that's the end of our story 
well pretty much eternity for us it would be just great can you imagine that mm-hmm. well, so when you think like that you're thinking this is a great story it's like uh you do there's drama yeah there's drama there's this 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 uh climax uh and then there's this there's a happy ending you know americans love the happy endings you know in the holy Oaks <laughs> movie so we've got a happy ending the bitter about it is we know already that what the hand's really? going to be yeah. you know and it's just a really force to understand as we walk through this so what we think about it, john was given an amazing glimpse of the of the future in, in that sense and um as as we look into it in chapter five, we see as I mentioned, we see Jesus taking the title deed of the earth, which means from that point they have now belonged to Jesus. And then if you remember Genesis chapter one, Adam and he were given the title deed of the earth, mm. you know, by God. Mm. Now he asked them to go to multiply, to be fruitful, you know, and to you know basically to multiply fruitful, you know, mm. it's given everything to them. What did they do? Mm. They disobey God mm. and hand over the title deed to Satan. Yeah. And this is why you see so many things that's been happening on this earth over centuries and centuries because of that title deed, you know, belonging to Satan. But then Jesus came. Jesus came, died on the cross, rose again, and I took the title deed back from Satan. And that is the thing. But what we've seen in Revelation chapter 5, we're actually seeing a physical, physical taking the title deed so it's physically now taking it and that mark that you would say jesus take the title deed great this is great for us as a matter of fact this is the beginning of the tribulation now very interesting mm. so this is what we talked about and then i think we got cut out uh in that sense now in chapter four m- many people believe that the church is raptured because there's no mention of the church after the letters yeah. at all there's no mention of the church until the end so this is why many people believe that the church will be raptured before the event of the tribulation and i that's what you've got uh what we call some that believe in a pre-tribulation um sorry yeah pre-tribulation post-tribulation and mid-trib now the pre-tribulation and those who believe that the church will be raptured will be taken by jesus you know prior to the event of the tribulation prior to the arrival of the antichrist other believe in the mid-trib those who believe that are the are the three years and enough as i mentioned it before is gonna is gonna is is gonna sign is gonna organize a treaty to be signed with israel for seven years and 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 half those seven years and 3.5 is gonna break that treaty when he enter the temple and we desecrate the temple and proclaim himself God. At that point of time, that's the mid-trib. And people believe that at that point of time, the church will be raptured. And then are those who believe that the church will be raptured after the event of the tribulation. And they'll be raptured in, in that sense. And then are those who actually, you know, we just think that that things we work out, you know, whatever whatever it is, you know. But it's a very interesting. And, and I want to I want to point that out to people that, Regardless of what you believe in pre, mid, or post, if you're born again, if you believe in Jesus Christ, that's not affecting your salvation. I just want to make sure that people will know that. So, this is it. So, we are now just beginning to look into the first the first of the seven seals. And one of the things that's very interesting, we've gone from the seven letters to the seven seals. And then from the seventh seal, we'll go to the seven trumpets. And from the seventh trumpet, we'll go to the seventh bowl of judgment. Everything 
is done by seven, which is actually very interesting. But we understand the the, the perfection and 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 the, the completion number here, mm. which is very important and very relevant to see how how God deal with nation. So looking in um, um, Revelation chapter six from verse uh, one to eight, it says this: Now I saw when the lamp opened one of the seals. And I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse, he who sat on it at a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see another horse fiery red went out and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another and there was given to him a great sword when you open the third seal yeah i heard the third living creature say come and see so I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures, saying, A quart of a wheat for a denier, and three quarts of barley for deniers, and do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature, saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him of him who sat on him was Death and Hades, follow him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. Amen. This is really, really interesting. So what's your take on it when you hear about this, this four... Um, the, the four seal because we are on the fourth here so how uh, john's described those four seals well, i suppose you're seeing it all in action it's just like he's, he's laying out the different is the different um, time frames almost you can mm -hmm. see different time frames happening with the different horses different colors representing different if you actually look at the colors as well mm -hmm. re representing different things as well mm -hmm. um so yeah, I think we're just seeing it all played out different timings and mm. the different releases of them. Mm. And it, it's interesting to actually look at the, the colours now mm. um, in relation to interrelation the timings that mm. we're in. So you could actually, uh, prophetically, you can look, look at these, can't you? Yeah, you can, definitely, definitely. Mm. So let's look at the first one, you know. Let's look at the first um, the first rider, um, which is an, a quite an interesting one here. Um says this now i saw when the lamb opened one of the seals so this is here jesus taking the title did and the seven seals mm. and he opened the first one and when he opened the first one this is what we see and i heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder now those four living creatures they found in a book of uh, revelation chapter 4 and they're the one that was standing by the throne of God as well. So if you go back and read that chapter, you will find that those, those are the ones it's referring to. 
Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it, at a bow, at a bow, sorry, mm-hmm. and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Very interesting. Who do you think it is, Moss? Would you think this guy on 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 a ride? Listen, when people saw this, the first thing that they refer a lot of many people thought that is this is Jesus. No, I've never thought it was this Jesus. is Jesus. That's what people are many thinking. This is Jesus, you know. No. But the interesting thing is, look what is given to him: a bow and a crown, and he went out conquering and to conquer to me that sounds like a king you know he ruled with about not a sword he will rule over men as a false messiah and lead men in organized rebellion what do you think it is it's the antichrist Mm. you know this is the thing that people understand it the rider on a horse is the antichrist and what we are seeing through those, those those seals, we are seeing the result of his action on the earth, in that sense. Mm. So the first thing that we're going to see him is ruling with a bow. He doesn't rule with a sword. Most kings rule with a sword. You know, what did they say about Jesus? Well, yeah. King of kings. Mm. But also, what is he described? Two what was he describing in the vision of chapter 1? That's right. But here he's got a bow. He doesn't have a sword. Mm. And also... One of the things that we need to understand when we look at it, it says there, and a crown was given to him. So the people we literally give him the crown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it says as well. Further on in Revelation, that the different ones gave their crown. That's right. To him. Absolutely. Yeah. We will look into this yeah. in a few, uh, la- yeah. uh, later. But mm. those are very important, and it's quite interesting because many scholars actually believe that this scripture was referring to Jesus. But why would they think that? Because of the white horse. Yeah, but as soon as they see the white horse, they haven't looked at the rest. No. Because if you actually look at the rest, as you say, mm. but also as we're looking at it, it's you think about it, it's it's just um, again, it's it's a ta- it's not even a ta- it's you know this thing of deception, isn't it? Mm. So you come and it's just like instead of actually having what do you, what do you call the word when it's 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 not it's it's not um, it's anti. Yeah, it's not just anti. Which means it's against and it's a counterfeit. Counterfeit, yeah. that's the word. So ev- when you actually look at it, you look and it's just the instead of actually having the sword, you have a bow. Mm-hmm. Because it, it never has the same. He comes in a like manner, mm-hmm. but it's not. it can't come in the same because Where? he can't come like Christ. Wh- it comes in a very similar or something similar because he's copying, isn't he? It's counterfeit. Well, that's that's what antichrist is. Yeah, yeah. Antichrist mean against, yeah. but also counterfeit. Can, it's, it's, it's a reference to counterfeit as yeah. well. So everything that he's doing is against Christ, but everything, even it looks like Christ, is not, not Christ. Yeah. And that, and I think this is why people get deceived so much. Yeah. In in this world because it will look like similar. It will look similar to mm. a savior that look like Christ, but mm. actually it's not. Actually, it's not at all. And it's interesting when Christ, Jesus says, "You you will hear." you know you will hear that the messiah is here in the last you will hear he's here and then you know he's there and people well, will go it's jesus jesus left the earth you know in 80 34 33 34 around that time i think and he's not going to come back until 
until he's coming. Doesn't make sense. He's not coming back to Earth until the end. Mm. So what, whatever people and and you heard you heard in many many places. Oh, I saw Jesus there. I saw Jesus there. Mm. I saw Jesus there. You know, yeah, God has given us the Holy Spirit. He yeah. gave us the Holy Spirit. Mm. He gave us the Holy Spirit that will lead us to hold truth in essence. But it's a very interesting here when you look at the scripture. People believing that it is actually Christ, but it's not. It's the Antichrist. You know, he ruled with the bar and not the sword, and he ruled over men as a false Messiah. And that's mm. exactly what it is. He's a false Messiah. You know, if you look at today, the word is looking for Messiah. They're looking mm. for somebody to save everything. They're looking for somebody to stop the war. They're looking for somebody to 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 bring solution to diseases. They're looking for for somebody to bring back the prosperity. They want peace. They want prosperity. They want acceptance in this world. They want normal. They want normal. And what you find out now these days is that people are beginning to look at the system and they're beginning mm. to question the system. Yeah. With the system. That's right. They begin to question the system, which again is a perfect, it's a perfect platform for somebody like him to come and bring something completely different that people would actually just go for it because they begin to distrust the current system. Mm. And it's very easy. Tear down the hold if you want to bring in you. But how do you do that? How do you do that? You basically, what you do, you bring a succession of crises, a succession of, of factor element that, that will push people to mistrust the current system, then you can bring something new. And mm. it's always like that. Yeah. Why do you get rid of manager and company when the system is not is become irrelevant? And you bring some somebody fresh with fresh ideas, fresh way to do things. To be able to execute. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it is not different how the Antichrist is going to come into in, into this area. It's going to come to a time where everything around us will look People would be distrusting the system. They'd be distrusting everything around them. That the only thing that they would see when they see the Antichrist is a savior, but is a false messiah. And that's the thing that we need to understand. So the, the 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 rider on the white horse is a false messiah. And one of the things that we also understand about this in the scripture, which is a very interesting, is if we go back to this, what does he say here? He say. Not only is given he has a bar, not only he was given a cross, a crown, so people we give basically people we give mm. power, people we give him the power to do what he needs to do. But he went out conquering and to, to conquer. conquer yeah. So he's gonna gain many territory. Now, those territory that we are talking about, I'm not only talking about physical territory, I am talking about territory. Yes, from one aspect about military geniuses. We spoke about it before. Mm. The fact that he will have powers, you know, powers, you know. The Bible says in Daniel, he shall destroy fearfully and shall prosper and thrive. He shall destroy the mighty and also the holy people. So he will have power and authority. Because he's a military genius like Alexander the Great, he will have this the mind like Alexander the Great. So he will be able to put in place system and way to conquer, mm. to go out to conquer. And this is why he would be so smart in terms of his military and he would gain, I mean, Alexander the Great was 
young when he conquered most yeah when he conquered most of the earth yeah yeah he had no, no they said he used to, he cried because he had nowhere else yeah, to conquer yeah nowhere else to conquer yeah and he was in his 20s in his early 20s. 20s yeah can you imagine that and he, he he was he was leading some grown man mm. you know but he strategically he was so smart there was other that came close to him one of them was napoleon came close mm. to him as well napoleon was very very smart small not as small as people think he was but he was very smart as well as a matter of fact many people believe that napoleon at the time was the antichrist because he was moving and conquering and conquering and conquering and he's only stopping waterloo that's that stopped him you know the british stopped him otherwise he would have conquered all of it so and then we've got hitler another one but i think hitler was surrounded by very smart generals that's what he was but alexander the great was one of the great that's why he's called alexander the great mm. so he, you know when you think when you describe the antichrist you know from a military perspective the, having a mind like alexander the great that is unbelievable but not only that this is where he gave him he's a genius he would be able to unite opposing forces and while we're talking about the peace treaty that he's going to he's going to make in israel that is this way it would be able to unify people, be able to unify agency. And he's so skillful when it comes to politics that he will know exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. A commercial genius. I mean, what people are looking today, prosperity. Mm. One of the things people look in. So every answer, every question that the world is asking today, it will be able to bring a solution to it. If it is to do with Middle East, it will bring a peace treaty. If it is to do with prosperity, it will create a system that will allow people to prosper. Very important. It shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. Under his regime, everything will be nationalized and no one will be able to buy or sell without permission. I mean, that is an incredible system when you think that people today, if we, if we tell you today that everything's going to belong to one man, people will say, no way. But the way it's going to maneuver in that system to allow people to accept it, it would be incredible. Everything will be under his personal control. The wealth of the world would be at his disposal. That is crazy. But when you say that, do you think that it's going to be, you know, like sometimes you see, for example, you've got, people behind the scenes who have this uh, you know they have lots and lots of wealth but you don't really see them no he's going to be one where you see him you yeah. will know it's him yeah because his mark will uh, testify of his power and his wealth as well mm. so everybody will freely take the mark they will freely take the mark because they want to be you see wh one of the things that people don't understand people keep saying why, why would they take the mark listen if you want to be part of a system that is prospering, you will take the mark. You will take the mark. People will gladly come and take the mark because they will be part of a system that prospers. They will be proud of it. You know, like Americans used to be proud of them. You know, Americans, they're not so proud now these days because things doesn't go too well at the moment. But people were proud to be Americans. Mm. Americans were the superpowers. So, you know, I'm American. You know, they were proud to be. And that's exactly the same thing. People will be literally proud to wear that mark. Mm. You know, I'm going to be a bit controversial today, you know, right now. Maybe, you know, people right now, 
there, there's a bit of a disparity be, be, between people who got a vaccine and those who don't when you think about it people are bragging about this vaccine yeah i got a vaccine i got a vaccine you know i had some conversation people they don't have the vaccine they can't talk this <laughs> is just like sitting there it's a it's a bit of a situation so when you think about it, a system where the prosperity is there is the mark that's the prosperity that you know you done well you know it's like somebody who actually you, you go you see you know they done well you know they got a nice car they got a big house you know they done well that is pretty much that you know in those days people will be wearing the mark and pr be proud to wear the mark i'm proud to be part of the antichrist system and it looks crazy today but you will find a lot of people like that and then you will both you will see those who won't have a choice they will take it because if they don't take it there's no food on the table there's no job for them there's no opportunity for them and they don't want to be left out you know it's an interesting thing because when you think about it, every system is like that you know recently there's been this thing in, in football you know when some of the clubs wanted to break out of the norm so they created their own and one of the, the super league and one of the things that one of the club when they join and they basically they 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 they, they join and then i say they decided not to join anymore one of the messages that were coming through they say we didn't want to be left behind this is why we joined them so when you think about it in the antichrist system people won't want to be left behind you look at your neighbor is prospering because he's got a mark he's doing everything and he's, he's, he's everything goes well for him and they don't want to be left behind and a lot of people mentality is like that it's the same thing today why people are taking the vaccine without looking and checking when we know that it takes years for a vaccine to be you know to know whether it works or not so why people are rushing to it because they want to go back to the to, to the to normality they don't want they want to go back to a system they don't want that system that they're in at the moment we tell you you can't see your friend you can't see you can't go to the pub you can't go and watch a football game you can't go and see your loved ones so they they want it because they've been told that you get that then you're safe but then they're now beginning to realize that it doesn't change anything at all you still have those restrictions but what i'm trying to say is a system of the antichrist people will be looking prosperity and then on the other side you'll be those the believers in christ are still there if we're not raptured we're still there that won't take this regardless of what's taking place i'm not i'm not taking the mark of the beast and then they will be persecuted will be persecuted and we will have to hide and um, we will have to have our own society and this is why i keep saying building a community within is in preparation of those days in those times because you have you want you want to have a choice you either take it and you're part of the system or you don't take it and you've been persecuted or you starve to death you know so so when we look at it this 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 system so he's, he's coming in on, on a white horse and, and the first thing that he's doing is conquering and when i say conquest conquest is not necessarily physical territories is places is uh dominus you know the, the bible speak of him be a flattering you know it will it will get to power by flattering people by deceiving and that's how it will begin to conquer that's where we go how can you the whole world will give him a, a crown you know they will literally give him the crown so that means that he will have come to a place where people will see him as the savior 
But in order for him to get to that place, he will have to go through flattery. He will have to go through schism, you know. And one of the things that he's doing and what we're seeing as well, this element of religious, you know, it, it, the fact that he's going to be able to proclaim himself God and people are going to see him as God, that is crazy. The fact that right now what we're seeing is where it's called coexist, you know, this which he means that they bring all religion together and create a one religion. And it's easy to do that because many people now see religion as as, as some people weave and quote. I, I heard this quote, religion is the root of evil. Mm. Yeah, I, I heard that because people believe that religion bring war. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, this I is what, and I read, that, I read yeah. that article. Mm. So when you think about it, and this is what I always said to people, right now, we're in a, we're in a position where we can still wear less now, but we, five years ago, we're in a position when you, you could go and evangelize everywhere. You could go and speak on the street everywhere. You can go and testify of, of God, what God has done for us and, and, and Jesus, you know, and bring the gospel, you know, and so on. Today, there are places, you can't go there, I'm a missionary. You've got to blend in with the population and then share the gospel. Was it not long ago, the last month, there was a one preacher that came, you know, got arrested because he was preaching the word of God, which he was saying that God's created men and female, which obviously offended transgenders because the system has changed to, to suit, you know, a new word idea in that sense. So when you think about it, when that system's growing and growing and growing, would you think that we are going to be enemies? We are going to be labeled enemy number one because of our faith, our belief system, what we believe, what the Bible says, contradict what the word is saying. So eventually, what will happen is we will begin to be seen as number one enemy. And it's, it's, that's, that's how we're going. We either join the coexist which means bring all the religion into one, which is actually a religion of tolerance. We're accepting everyone. Like we saw with the Lutherans in Sweden. Absolutely. Or we are now be labeled enemy public number one. And from enemy public number one, you can, you know, you, you know how it goes. You, you go from enemy public number one to terrorist <laughs> because you now conform to the world. So those are the things that, unfortunately, this is how the world is going. And, as he ride on this white horse, since he go out to conquer and conquering, this is what's happening. He's gaining territory, not physically, but every aspect of society is, is gaining it. And that's why during that time, there was peace. That's why he's on a white horse. Because at that time, there's no war. What he's doing is gaining momentum, you know. He's gaining momentum. So Daniel 9, 27 says, Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. So he goes to the point where he's got his covenant, it establishes covenant, you know, one week which replacements of uh, um, um, mm. basically one week is seven days with seven years in that sense. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. What does he do? By the time Israel has rebuilt the temple, and this is why we are saying when you look at Israel, we know the, build, the temple is rebuilt. But again, you think about it, the temple can be rebuilt now in a year these days. It does, you know, it doesn't take it take a year two years they will build that temple no time but we know that they want to build it we know that they have everything ready to build it we know that they say all about the timing now but 
at the time they sin this treaty, at the time he break this treaty, not only he break the treaty, he break the treaty by coming into the temple, by giving, by stopping the sacrifice, you know, the, the, the daily sacrifice that the Jews were doing it, and he come there, he would sit on that chair, and he would proclaim himself God, and he would desecrate, not only would do that, he would desecrate the temple, and he would bring ants to this peace treaty, and then war start. So there's two aspects of the Antichrist. There's this aspect of when he's nice with everyone, a smile to everyone. You know those people giving a big smile in front of you and you don't know what they think? Mm. That would be like that. And what he does that, a smile flat flattering everybody and then get to position. Get to position. And by the time he comes to these three and a half years, boom. He breaks that covenant. We, we talked into a little bit. I think we spoke already about we have, Daniel. Yeah. We, we've done a topic, a, a podcast on it. So if you want to watch it or listen to it, please, you can do that on our website as well. So that is the first seal. And this is why people, many people believe that uh, it was, um, you know, bas- basically believe that many people believe that that was Jesus because of the white and the fact that there was peace. And the f- but truly what he was doing he was just making his move, you know, on the cover. It's 10.57. We're going to stop now, um, unfortunately. But the next time we would continue on the second seal, which is the rider on the red horse. And I just want us to turn to the scripture just to let you guys meditate on it. He says this. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come and see. Another horse, fiery, red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another. And it was given to him a great sword. Mm. So he goes from a, bar, from a bow at the beginning to a sword now. Mm. War. Yeah, war. And really that is the one that many people, when it comes to it, and, and, and you know, many people have been talking about, is it going to be a world war free? And, and many people believe from that scripture, we are going to see, I mean, we are going to see something here. We are really going to see some, some things. I mean, we, we thanks our, our government and our system that have been holding on and trying to, to remove all this nuclear warhead from the whole world. But somebody's going to be pressing some, some crazy button at some stage, you know. And unfortunately, and it, it, you know, you I've read a lot of articles lately and, and, and some information. And for example, the British, what they what they actually very afraid of is the Russian. They said the Russian has been circling around their premises for a while now. Mm. And, and, and as a matter of fact, when we're talking about um, Israel and, and the, the king of the north, which is, I believe, is, is Russia and, and, and China in mm. that sense, one of the things that was mentioned is was the, um, it was the fact that they had spent so much money lately in the military defenses. And, you know, it's so funny. When I was uh, driving, I was doing Uber and back in 2016, 17, I actually I had a military guys that came into the car and were having this discussion, you know, with me and history and politics and so on. And he was telling me that what, is, what they've been seeing, they've been seeing a lot of Russian jets, you know, coming through, you know, as well. And he was saying the Russians are very dangerous. Those are the ones that we are fearing the most at the moment because we don't know. We know they're preparing for war. They've been preparing for war for a while. We know they're preparing for war. But and it, but we don't know what they're doing. 
and what they've been doing they've been they, they've been doing basically they've been seeking around europe especially and if it's not through the military system it would be through the software and hacking system as well as you see you know they they admins are spending a lot of time into hacking into other countries to get information and so on so as we look next week into the second seed we would try to unpack uh really what's the uh dynamic current situation and understand how the antichrist taking the peace out of world of the world and bringing war into this but those really those seven seals they, they're not a joke they, they're really serious event that will occur uh, in that sense whether we are going to be here when they're taking place like i said i am not one of those guys who's going to tell you i'm a pre-trib mid-trib or post-tribulation you know i just want to make sure that we prepare for his return you know however we can we can prepare but let's pray father we just we just thank you so much father truly the entrance of your word it does bring light and is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path so father we thank you for your word we thank you for your revelation mm. and we just pray that you will continue to help us and give us more understanding of your word you know it gives your word gives understanding to the simple so father i just pray that you will help us in this time and the seasons and the season that we're in and the seasons to come as well to prepare to prepare for your return lord and we commit everyone into your hands and we we pray in the name of jesus amen amen again guys thank you so much for today if you want to contact us uh please do so on facebook twitter or whatsapp and also if you want to go back to some of our previous podcasts www.revelationhour.co.uk i think we don't know isn't it I think yeah so. i think so wonderful guys wonderful thank you very much again for being with us this morning and uh we shall see you uh next week that's correct yes same time so. same place ciao everyone bye bless you guys <laughs>